the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two is underway now at nine minutes past ten o'clock. Thanks so much for joining us at AM 1420. The answer for this Thursday, the 21st morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Is it still the year of our Lord? It is, but um, I don't know if too many people are recognizing that right now. I don't know how many people are cognizant of the fact that we are still living in a time of God, especially when we look at so many people living godless lives and the direction that we may be on. This is a tweet I want to read. From our next guest um, that I found fascinating. Um, it was uh, just earlier this morning, uh, very early this morning, actually. Dr. Everett Piper, uh, who is a best-selling author and who is a, a very so- highly sought-after speaker and pundit. He is a uh, columnist for the Washington Times. And uh, Dr. Piper tweeted this. It's only a matter of time till we see the celebration of spilled blood days of Rome. We are all barbarians at heart. Without the restraining power of the Christian gospel, there is nothing to hold back the bloodlust of the Colosseum. And the reason I find that so fascinating is because Dr. Piper was just there. He knows of what he speaks when you talk about the history of the Roman Colosseum and those bloodlust days. Dr. Everett Piper joining us once again now on AM 1420. The answer after a two-week absence due to his European uh, trip and uh, his visit to Italy and the Vatican. Dr. Piper, good to have you back, sir. Safe travels, uh, I assume. Everything went swimmingly? 
Yeah, thanks for having me back, Bob. I, I expected you to fire me for being AWOL, but thanks for, <laughs> your, thanks for your grace. Well, you know what, Dr. Piper, I mean, I was jealous more than anything, uh, because uh, it's a bucket list thing of mine to visit the Vatican and to actually visit Italy and some of the historic sites there, including the Colosseum and other uh, other things. Uh, so I kind of want to, before we start talking about the uh, issues of the day, and I know you want to talk about Chick-fil-A, too, and you have some very interesting insights on that. I want to ask you about your trip, and I want to ask you if that is what prompted the tweet, the the site of the Coliseum, uh, and uh, you know the the history that you obviously were absorbing when you were there, and and comparing it to the the current times that we are seeing right now here in the United States, if not around the world. Well, yeah, of course, I do see a parallel, and yes, you read between the lines. I was just there in Rome. I was speaking at one of the pontifical colleges there uh, as part of the Vatican. And as you stand there, anybody who's gone, anybody who has traveled through Rome, uh, you have to, you have, to have, your, have your head in the sand not to recognize the importance of history and the lessons that we learn for history. And as Santiago said, he who doesn't learn the lessons of history is doomed to repeat them. So what's the history of Rome? The history of Rome is a great power, the power of the world, all roads lead to Rome. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Mm-hmm. They change the course of human history because of the civilization of Rome. But it fell, and as it was falling, it entered further and further into violence and bloodlust. And they blame Christians for it. We all know the stories. The Colosseum was a place to execute Christians. Nero actually impaled Christians and put oil on them and burned them in the streets as lamps and lanterns. This is true. Caligula, Caligula was a monster in his persecution and his bloodlust for enjoying the entertainment of the Colosseum, the Gladiator Games, and Christians being eaten by animals. The Pantheon, which is now a church um, uh, to Mother Mary, to Madonna, is a former place of, a, of Christian persecution. The, the Vatican itself, Bob, as you know, was formerly the circus grounds that Nero built so he could have the games that resulted in these stories that we're talking about. It's said that Peter himself was executed right there in the center of St. Peter's Square. That's why the Vatican and St. Peter's Cathedral and Basilica is built there. The list goes on and on. So as you watch the anger and the vitriol in our culture, and my tweet was relevant to what's going on in the college campuses, as you see these 18-year-old leftists, get angry and violent with anybody who expresses a conservative view, when they tear down their tables, when they throw down their placards, when they start F-bombing conservatives just for being conservative, you see the anger and the hatred, and they're just one half step shy of celebrating the spilled blood of these conservatives that they hate so much. That's why I tweeted this. If you don't learn the lessons of history and you don't recognize that it's the restraining power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's the only thing that stopped the sacrifice of human life in the Colosseum, we will revisit this. And I think even in our Western culture, as we know it today, we're a half step away from celebrating violence. Um, dig a little deeper there, Dr. Piper, um, because your, your parallel between anti-Christian sentiment in, in ancient Rome and the incredible violence visited upon Christians um, and the anti-Christian attitude that seems to be pervasive in this country and in really in, 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 in a lot of countries around the world, a lot of particularly other religious countries, you know, Muslim theolo- uh, 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 theocracies, 
they're there, but but you don't think it's going to rise to the level of feeding Christians to the lions the way they once did. But 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 the 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 violence visited upon them may be figurative rather than literal. In an attempt to do the same thing, though, which is to silence it and to wipe Christianity out. Well, you know, some people listening right now may say, you know, Bob's right for challenging Piper because are you suggesting that we're going to have games in the local football arena where Christians are fed the Lions? No, I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is if you listen to the attitude of the left, and I've suffered it, and I'm guessing you probably have too, Bob, where you get emails and texts and tweets where they say, the world will be a better place when you're dead. You are a curse upon our community. I wish you weren't alive. I get this frequently, and I'm guessing other conservative voices such as yourself do likewise. Now, what's in the heart is often exposed and expressed through the hand when the Christian gospel isn't restraining it. And if we're not going to have the restraining salt of Christian culture on our society, on Western civilization, then it will rot. And even atheists today, I was while I was in Europe, I read the story of Richard Dawkins, who is admitting that it may have gone too far. Our killing of God in the public square has released an evil upon culture that we didn't expect, and the monster is turning around to consume us, and human freedom is being lost. Are we going to start putting Christians on crosses tomorrow? I sure hope not. But is there an attitude of celebrating the possibility of their demise? Is it evident? And the answer is yes. When Antonin Scalia, for example, died, you had people celebrating the death of a conservative voice. How far away is that celebration from the actual joy of seeing blood spilled? That's a question we need to ask ourselves. That is a very good question. And uh, in the way you frame it, uh, it does make you pause and wonder. Um, and, and I would still go to, we talked to, we're talking with uh, Dr. Everett Piper, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, a columnist, uh, and, uh, and, a, and a public speaker as well. Um, you know, Dr. Piper, I, th- the silencing of Christianity, I think would be, you know, is, is the goal here of the modern day you know, pagans and 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 again, we can go into other religions who are at war with Christianity, even though Christianity is not necessarily at war with them. But the idea is to just make us silent, to make us hide, to make us not preach, to not uh, proselytize, to not you know announce our faith and try try to convert others to our faith. That that was the goal. Similarly, <clears throat> excuse me, in ancient times, and it is now as well. And and I want to use this to kind of segue into the Chick-fil-A story. Chick-fil-A has been uh, very public about their support for, um, you know, their faith and Christianity and other owners. Uh, you know, they stay closed on Sundays. They surrender one-seventh of the, you know, billions of dollars of revenue that they generate. One-seventh of their, of, their, of their revenue is gone because they want people to be able to have Sunday as family time and stay home and not have to work. Um, and we all know about their donations to organizations such as Focus on the Family and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the uh, and the uh, Salvation Army. And so, Dr. Piper, let's segue into that. The announcement now that this Christian organization is not going to be donating money to other Christian organizations is is kind of tantamount to being silenced uh, by the left. And in this case, it's the LGBTQ mafia, uh, the Rainbow Mafia, whatever you want to call them, that has won the day and forced their Christian principles to go kind of underground. We're not going to support other Christian organizations anymore. 
Well, it is. I mean, when you see the fact that Chick-fil-A has been rejected in airports such as San Antonio and other places around the country, uh, as I understand it, New York City says they don't want Chick-fil-A stores in New York City. And I understand also that they're being rejected at certain sites in Europe because of their stand on traditional Christian morality. High schools as well. High schools as well. yeah, there there are there are there are high schools. Um, while you were gone, I, I saw a story in Oregon, a high school up in Oregon that had Chick Fil A uh, cater their uh, concession stands essentially at their high school football games. And students staged a walkout last week while you were in Rome. Staged a walkout protesting the presence of Chick Fil A on their campuses because they felt unsafe because of the way they, you know, again because of the LGBTQ stand that uh, they are accused of having. Well, here's here's my here's my read on the Chick Fil A story. You know, some are saying, "Hey, they haven't said that they're not going to give any money to Christian organizations, and as a private company, they can give money to who they want to." I agree with that last statement, and they may choose to give some money to some Christian organizations still. However, they're the ones that chose to make public that they're going to defund the Salvation Army and FCA, and they're the ones who made that statement in conjunction with trying to explain that they want to get into other communities that they're currently being rejected from, primarily because of the stand on traditional sexuality and sexual standards. They're the ones who tied those two things together. And my question is, what are you doing? You know, when pagans act like pagans, we shouldn't be surprised. In fact, we see Paul admonishing us over and over again in the New Testament to engage pagans with the evangel, the good news of the gospel. But when Christians betray Christ and claim to, the, the one we claim to serve, and they tell us over and over again that they're going to stand with us, but then they betray the body, what are we told to do by the Apostle Paul when it comes to Christian disobedience and betrayal? We're told to remove them from the fellowship. So... Chick-fil-A, I think, has betrayed the body of Christ that has supported it so aggressively over the years for taking a stand. I don't really care about their chicken sandwiches, but I ate there frequently because I wanted to support somebody who was standing for common sense. Thank you. I'll buy a sandwich from you. But they capitulated. They compromised. And in my opinion, they've lied. So what should we do? Well, I'm going to remove them from my shopping list. I would gladly do business with an honest pagan long before I do business with a dishonest Christian. In other words, I'll give my money to Starbucks. They're at least telling me the truth. They don't like me. But I'm not going to give myself my money to somebody who misled me. And I'm very, very disturbed with the capitulation and compromise. And here's one more word, Bob. Never bow a knee to the rage mob. Never. Cranmer recanted and he was still burned. Okay? Cranmer recanted and he was still burned. Never bow the knee. That is very well said. And not only is that accurate, you know, your description of what uh, Chick fil A has done here, the real question or the next question perhaps is the domino effect. Which will be the next to fall because of the precedent that has been set now, which is you can get to us. Uh, the rage mob got to Chick-fil-A, which is going to embolden them to get to others. I want to talk to you about that as we continue right after this. Dr. Everett Piper back for one more short segment on AM 1420, The Answer. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420, The Answer.
All right, I've got three minutes left with Dr. Everett Piper uh, this morning. Dr. Piper, before I ask you about the domino effect of uh, what happens now that Chick-fil-A has shown they can be pushed and they have indeed bended uh, their knee or bent their knee to the rage mob, uh, I want to ask you about this other tweet that you uh, sent out. I had not seen this Chico State situation, but uh, if this isn't right up your alley and what we talk about and what you wrote an entire book about with respect to college campuses, uh, then I don't know what is. Well, it ties into this uh, this um, uh, bloodlust that you, that I'm hinting at. When you see uh, conservative students at Chico State or other institutions where all they're doing is setting out a display at an information fair, the young uh, the YAF, uh, Young America's Foundation, when we see these conservative students that just want to recruit other students to get involved in their organizations like anybody else on campus does, when we see other students, leftist students, their peers coming to them, tearing down their tables, ripping up their placards, throwing their stuff on the ground, screaming in the face of these conservative students as they stand there and do nothing to retaliate, F-bombing them, hating them, using every form of vitriol to silence them and intimidate them and to get them to go away. You have to stop and think what's next. And that's exactly what you see in this video of Chico State and other colleges right now where these poor snowflakes can't tolerate the fact that a conservative might actually want to engage in a good debate in the public square. So what they do is they silence them rather than engage them. They hate them rather than include them. This is not tolerance. This is the opposite of tolerance. And these people expose their duplicity and their hypocrisy with every stroke of the saw. They saw off the branch upon which they sit. That's the story of Chico State. And the inevitable consequence of this stuff is something we should be concerned about. The thing that had me shaking my head the most was after she attacked the man who stood there peacefully with a sign, she screamed that her safety was in jeopardy. Her safety has been compromised. She's attacking somebody else, but her safety is in jeopardy. Uh, last thing about about Chick-fil-A. The, the concern here is when they bend, and they're such a big, loud organization or had been about their Christian beliefs, when they bend, uh, it's just going to encourage the uh, the mafia, the uh, you know the social justice warriors to attack more. Oh, absolutely. What's going to stop them, them, meaning the social justice warriors and the left, from thinking if we can get Chick-fil-A to bow the knee, then we can surely get the local evangelical church. We can surely get the local Catholic parish. We can surely get the other Christian. Christian business owner who doesn't want to bake a cake or produce artwork. We can get other people to follow suit now because we got the big dog. We took him down. Yeah, and that's. Uh, I wonder if Chick-fil-A even bothered to think about that or consider other organizations are going to be impacted by their, their uh, cowardly decision, quite frankly, to, to cave in the way that they did. Dr. Piper, so glad you made it back safely. So glad you have such a new perspective to offer. Thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, blessings. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Every Piper joining us. It's 10, 1030 now, rather, uh, here on AM 1420, The Answer. And I see a man in my hallway outside my studio that I've been looking forward to talking to for a long time. We're going to talk at length tonight at the War for America Soul Tour. And coming up momentarily, we'll talk here in studio. Dr. Sebastian Gorka will be with us next right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten thirty.
35 as we continue on AM 1420. The answer, we've got 25 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you. And it just got more awesome here in our studio because of the presence of this man, as I told you before the news. Dr. Sebastian Gorka joins us in studio. He, of course, is in town for tonight's War for America's Soul Tour, which was named after his wildly successful latest book, The War for America's Soul. Dr. Gorka, good to have you here in Cleveland, my friend. How are you? Great to be here. Thank you, Bob, for having me. I want to before we talk about tonight, and before we talk about the issues, sold that, out, right? It's sold out. Yeah. Well, no, I take that back. I, I VIP. Think yeah, oh, VIP sold out. In the general admission, I think there's less than ten tickets left. Come on, guys. And ten am, tickets. And sell I, them now. And I'm told you have to buy by t- by eleven o'clock to get in. So you've got Ooh. twenty now twenty four minutes left. <laughs> WHKRadio.com. Get the last couple Do of it. general admission tickets. If you're an answer seeker member, you know the club member. Uh, I think the tickets are like twenty bucks. If you're not, that's like twenty five or something. But at any rate, get your general admission ticket to see Doctor Gore and Hugh Hewitt, Peter Kersenow, and myself on stage tonight, and we would love to uh, have you there. Uh, before we talk about that and about all the issues that make up the war for America's soul, all the battle, the fronts of, the, uh, of these battles, um, I'm going to talk about the president. I'm going to talk about your relationship with the president. Right. You were you're now a former deputy assistant to the president. I look at people like you, and, and I look at other people who have parted ways with the administration under some sort of circumstance or another. Either the president has said, I want to move on and replace you with somebody, or people have decided on their own. Almost everybody remains fiercely loyal to the president. Oh, uh, come on. Including you. Omarosa. <laughs> okay, I said almost. Okay. I said almost. You got Omarosa right. and Scaramucci. And Scaramucci. But, but he, was there, he was there for, what, five seconds? Well, uh, ten days. <laughs> okay. But, but, I mean, but, but, I mean, people like you in particular, I want to know, you know, usually departures from, you know, especially something as high profile as, file as a presidential administration, it, you part ways because things went badly. You don't necessarily have great feelings for the person that you parted ways with or for the, you know, a company or in this case an administration. You are obviously still very loyal to the president. You support him. You defend him, as do I. But you, you had that parting. So can you talk to me about what led to your sure. departure and why you are still on such great terms with President Trump? Right. So I, I get this a lot. People say, oh, you know, why did you leave? Read my resignation letter. It's at Breitbart.com. It, it, it was uh, the, the week after I resigned. It's, it's there. It was uh, leaked, and you can read it. I left because while I'm on vacation, seven months into the job, my boss, I was deputy assistant to the president for strategy. My boss was the chief strategist, Steve Bannon. And while I'm on vacation, he resigns without telling me. So there I am with no top cover. My boss is gone. And and what had happened in the, the weeks before that is H.R. McMaster, the national security advisor, who's not really a trumper, um, was making my life difficult. He was dropping me off the list of uh, National Security Council meetings. He didn't like what I stood for because I came in as a MAGA guy, a Make America Great Again guy. So I decided I was sitting there. Steve's gone. The National Security Advisor is trying to block me out. Do I stay in the building picking up a, a nice government paycheck just to be ineffectual, or do I serve the president's agenda from the outside? And I told the president, sir, uh, I can do best for you on the outside. And he agreed with me. We've been in touch. He's invited me back to the White House for dinner. Uh, you know, I, my new book has an exclusive interview with the president. We went back to the Oval Office this year. If you really want to know how things are going, read The War for America's Soul. So I left because I went in there 
not to serve Donald Trump the man, but to serve the agenda, making America great again. And now I have a national radio show. I've got two million listeners. I've got my third book out. And it's about it's about what we are doing with America, not the internal politics of the White House. Should we be concerned, though, Dr. Gorka, about the amount of turnover at high-level positions, cabinet-level positions, uh, well, first the fact thing, that we have new AG and we've had new Secretary right. of State and we've had new UN ambassador and so many other things. And again, I'm not saying those are bad because some great people. I love the fact that Mike Pompeo is the Secretary of State, and I love the fact that Bill Barr is our new Attorney General. Oh, yes. Not to, to cast aspersions on the others, but... Um, some people say it shows instability to have that much turnover. Is there anything wrong with it? So our buddy Larry Elder has a great story that I steal from him where he says, two golf pros are at the club and they're watching a guy tee off. And one of them says, look at the guy's stance. Look at the way he's holding the club. Look at the way his hips move as he hits the ball. Wow. And the other guy goes, I don't care. Where does the ball land? Right. So uh, first things first, put it into perspective. Turmoil in a White House is standard. In the ninth month of Bill Clinton's first administration, he basically had to redo his whole White House staff. There was so much chaos. This is not unusual, whether it's Reagan had multiple national security advisors, more than uh, President Trump has already had. So this is standard. It's, it's, it's the way that the White House functions. It's, it's a lot of alpha males, alpha personalities, and it's very high pressure. Secondly, um, these, these accusations of chaos, chaos, chaos in the White House. Guys, if this is chaos, give me more. Look at the economy. Look at ISIS. Look at the wall being built. The, the metric is what is getting done. And I served the president when he was plain old Mr. Trump as, it, as his advisor during the campaign. I served as his strategist in the White House. This is a man who cares about one thing only results for America. And if you can't deliver the results, he's not interested. And if you think you can deliver the results outside of the building and you can come to an arrangement with the president, that's what you do. And that's what I did. You mentioned H.R. Uh, McMaster. Yes. I, I called him, and I think a lot of other people did too, H.R. McMaster, the national security disaster. Because that's how, <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I was not a fan. You, you called him, never, you know, I don't know if he was a never-Trumper. but He's he not a MAGA guy. He wasn't a MAGA guy. Uh, 100% agree. How do you feel about the team he has now as far as national security? I, I, I'm a big fan of Mike Pompeo. I, I was sad when he left the CIA. I, I'm even more excited when he goes to the State Department. He All this garbage about he's going to run for the Senate. Guys, do you know who Mike Pompeo is? Do you know how committed he is to the president's agenda? That's the definition of fake news. Uh, O'Brien, the new national security advisor, has an amazing reputation. He came up through Heritage. Uh, he's a buddy of one of our regular guests, John uh, Jim Carafano from the Heritage Foundation. So the, the team, again, go back to Larry's analogy. Don't look at personalities. Don't follow these garbage palace intrigue stories. Look at results. We were told by President Obama, ISIS is a generational threat. We're just going to have to live with it. Oh, really? We destroyed it in five months. Thank you very much, Mr. Obama. Uh, look at the fact that Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the most dangerous terrorist in the world who ran slave markets, who captured land in three different countries in the Middle East, is dead. That tells you everything you need to know about the national security team. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is our guest. You knew that by the voice, obviously. He's in town for tonight's event, the War for America Soul Tour. One more thing before tonight. Um, you talk about results. Where did the ball land? Where's the ball landing for the Democrats over these last five days? <laughs> um, I used to call the impeachment hearings a circus. 
I don't call, as of yesterday, I don't call it the circus because circuses are fun <laughs> and circuses aren't boring. I mean, this is such a flipping news, uh, it's such a kind of snooze fest. Sondland, the, the massive star witness, at the end of the day, Jim Jordan nails him to the wall and says, um, in a phone call with the president, the president, did he tell you, I want no quid pro quo with the Ukraine? Sondland says, uh, yes. Uh, why did that not make it into your 23-page opening statement? We ran out of room. <laughs> In a 23-page opening statement, it's hilarious. Uh, this is this is so good for the president, so damaging to the Democrats. Uh, I think they're going to have to pull a plug on this. You don't think they'll vote to? Uh, 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 I think I, I, th- I think they'll have a vote, but they've got to have it before Christmas because it's every day is another disaster for the mess. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, and, and, you know, the thing is, it doesn't matter how well Jim Jordan or Radcliffe or Biggs or Nunes or any of them do in deconstructing the argument. They they've gone over the cliff now. They can't say, okay, we won't vote to impeach. They have to send this. They have to, and 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 the base will. If if they don't, the base is going to destroy Nancy. This is this is you know the whole thing, the whole motivation behind it is Nancy surrendered to the extremists because she knew if she wasn't going to impeach, the squad was going to get the base to create some kind of revolution. The Democrats. So Nancy was painted into a corner, and she's losing. Dr. Gorka, uh, let's talk about the War for America's Soul. Yes. Let's talk about your book, and let's talk about what we're going to discuss tonight on this front. When I had you on last week, by the way, that's what really sent the ticket sales over the edge, by the way. When you came on, people I hope loved so. it. That's, 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 <laughs> the VIP sold out in a blink. Um, when I asked you this question. I'm going to ask you to go a little bit more deeper on it now. We look at the social issues in this country. We look at the social justice yeah. issues. For example, the, the the Chick-fil-A story I was just discussing with my previous guest. You know, they, so they, sad. They, yeah. They, 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 have, they have bowed to the rage mob, which we have all agreed is a terrible idea. You see stories like that. You see, uh, you know, the racial strife that continues to be fomented and the flames fanned by the stage last night uh, as, as Joe Biden tries to play the I'm going to be the second black president or third if you count Clinton. Which of those social issues is the most damaging to the, to the fabric of the society when we talk about the war for our soul? Can I flip that question? Yeah. So first things first, on Chick-fil-A, it, and I tweeted this out, Chick-fil-A has not learned the lesson of the last 12 years. You never, ever apologize or give an inch to these people. Right. Because that's when they know that they can destroy you. That's when they and smell. others like you and other, and anybody who supports you, anybody who advertises with you, you you will be dis- as soon as you show any weakness, they smell the blood in the water, and you are a dead man walking. So Chick Fil A, that is the biggest mistake you have ever made in your history. Just as you've become the most popular fast food uh, outlet in America. Secondly, I'm going to look at. I'm going to take your question, spin it into a positive. Okay. Uh, because it doesn't matter really what issue you choose. They're all totally destructive to, to Judeo-Christian Western civilization, wh- wh- whether it's, you know, the political correctness, the deplatforming, uh, the, 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 the various different types of, of uh, um, you know, safe space concepts and everything else. I think they have jumped the shark with the transgender agenda. I think this is the beginning of the end for political correctness because when you say that a, a, a hundred and 20 pound, you know, 18 year old guy called Brian can decide on Tuesday to be Julie and, you know, run in the track and field against the, the high school girls. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been, uh, you know, indoctrinated in school. You say that, you look at that and you go, 
uh, that's wrong. People just know it at a level of genetics, at a level of their gut. This is wrong. So I think, and it's not the race, by the way. It's the fact that he can then Brian can uh, Brian slash Julie can then go into the girls' shower after the race. And, right. and 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 disrobe uh, in front of them. Yeah, that you that you you have to use the the changing rooms. But but I think there's you know even before you get to that, the idea that you know some girl who spent the last six years getting up at five a.m. to go and train and now is destroyed because a guy gets to call himself Julie because right. you know it's fluid because gender is fluid. Th- th- this is where we're starting to win the culture war. And we're seeing we're seeing in the pro life every single day. Science is giving us more evidence to say you know what. That's a human being inside the, the womb of that woman. So whether it's pro-life, whether it's transgenderism, I think we're seeing the tide turn back to normalcy. I want to believe you, uh, and we may discuss this on the stage tonight. Let's do it. But, but the reason I, I, I'm skeptical is because of the Chick-fil-A story you just told. The LGBTQ mafia, the Rainbow Mafia, the Rainbow Warriors, whatever, they literally just got one of the giants of Christianity, and no, we are not going to apologize for giving money to focus on the family, the Salvation Army, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, etc. We are proud Christians, and we're going to live our lives according to the Bible. We believe in one man, one woman marriage. That's the way it is. And now they've caved. So, so how, But look at the response to it. How have we crossed that Rubicon, then, if, uh, if, if we're No, I, I think the important thing is not the mistake that they made. I think it's the response from the right and understanding just how strategically bad a decision that is. So everybody's going to make mistakes. There'll, there'll be another Chick-fil-A. There'll be another incident of somebody caving and surrendering to people who want to destroy them. But at the end of the day, I think there's a certain, you know, the left talks about being woke, right? I think the right is waking up to how dangerous being woke is. And I think the response to the Chick-fil-A decision is all part of that. How do we fight the war for America's soul? Very, very good question. It's why I wrote the book. Um, the, the simple answer to that is every single American matters. I don't care whether you live in Massachusetts. I don't care whether you live in the People's Republic of California. You have a role to play, and you make a difference. And wherever I go, I give the same message to everyone. We were in California. We had thousands of people in three different events in California recently with Salem. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how technologically challenged you deem yourself to be. If you are not on social media for the next 348 days, you are part of the problem, my friend. You know how people say, don't take it personally. Take it personally. If you're not retweeting the president, if you're not calling out the corruption and the craziness where you live, you're not helping. There's a reason the president has 66 million followers on Twitter, because we break through the fake news. So get on those platforms, support the president, call out the lies, the propagandists, and be part of Team Trump. Yeah, the strategizing of what we can do as individuals, I think, is part of what tonight is all about. Yes. We're going to put our heads together and talk about that and, and, and send a whole bunch of people out with a purpose, uh, whether it be social media or just in your private lives. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of the folks that we talk to uh, are, are not social media savvy. They're not even computer or smartphone savvy. Some of the older generation, some of the boomers are up there, but they want to be a part of this, too. And they want to fight back and they want right. to defend the, the president. And they want to defend their country. And, and they're looking for ways to do that, too. So that's something I think we need to focus on. Uh, this evening as well. Uh, last thing um, about your book, how's it doing? Uh, look, who knows? Because my, my publisher's happy, but Amazon is 
how shall I say this, not very quick with sending you the sales <laughs> data. Uh, the Audible is just about to be released. I'm very excited. I spent seven hours in studio reading the whole book. So if you like this accent, you can get it on Audible. You can actually order it right now on Amazon. And, of course, there's Kindle. But when your publisher's happy, you know you're doing can well. Can you teach me that accent? I would love to be able to speak like I'll that. try. <laughs> uh, by the way, last question. And, by yeah. the way, I, it, was a, it was a rhetorical question. Your book is going to do amazingly well. What You just crossed over 2 million listeners, right? Yes. In, in a blink of an eye, I mean, since you've been with Salem. It's incredible. Uh, 10 months. It, it, that is incredible. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what do you enjoy more? Did you enjoy working in the White House more? Or what you're doing now, talking oh, to the folks every day dear. working for Salem? Uh, look, as a, as a legal immigrant to the United States, working for the most powerful man in the world, in the White House, you can't top that. That will be the highlight of my career. But I have been a talk radio junkie since I was eight years old, listening to the London Broadcasting Company on a a crappy little transistor radio under my pillow (laughs) late into the night. Um, You know what it's like. We get to talk for hours and get paid, Bob. Seriously, this isn't a job. This is a vocation. We're having fun. I love it. I've hosted Hugh's show. I've hosted Dennis's show. I've hosted Larry's show. I've never hosted your show. I hope one day to get the opportunity to to talk to your amazing audience. Let's do it. Dr. Sebastian Gorka in our studio. He will be in our house tonight. Well, our rented house. We're going to be at the Holiday Inn Rockside, the War for America Soul Tour. You've got eight minutes to get online at whkradio.com and get those last uh, one or two uh, general admission tickets that remain. Dr. G, we'll talk to you tonight. Thanks so much. Back after this. France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. All right, final segment, as almost always, is a short one. I ran a little bit long with Dr. G, and I apologize for nothing, because uh, you just don't stop Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Uh, I didn't didn't want to ask questions, to be honest with you. I had to sit there and listen to him for a while. Uh, But uh, uh, I certainly appreciate that. And uh, good news for you, there are still a couple. Like I said, I mean, I don't know, less than five? I don't know. Check it out right now, whkradio.com, general admission tickets to hear Dr. G and Hugh Hewitt and Peter and myself tonight. Uh, the Barbecue Brew and Hugh event is sold out. VIP tickets and dinner tickets are sold out for the event tonight as well, but you still can get a general admission ticket in the next few minutes. Uh, let me get a quick phone call in from uh, Kathy, who's been waiting patiently in Parma. Hey, Kathy, go ahead. Hi, Bob. Um... Kathy, are you there? Did her phone crap out on her right at the wrong time? I'm going to put her on hold rather than disconnect her to see if we can fix that. Pick her up, Andrew and or Marcy, and see if you can uh, see if she's there. Donnie in Euclid wants to get in too. Go ahead, Donnie. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Donnie. I I wish I could join you guys, but I'm afraid uh, I'm um, I, I'm mobile deficient right now. Mobility but, uh, deficient. I'm, I like that. That's a good great way to phrase it. But it's only temporary, right? Yes. Um, as a matter of fact. Um, I uh I have a uh a power wheelchair. I just it's just like learning how to drive a truck. It's gonna take a little bit of time <laughs> to learn. But at, anyway, what I wanted to do is is I just wanted to give you a give you a little bit of quick information. What's that? Please please don't associate the rainbow to these 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 uh deviants 
because the rainbow came from God, and the rainbow means God will not uh, destroy the world by flood anymore. And I do not associate the rainbow to these people because they try, they're trying to steal the symbol. You're right. They have. They have co-opted it for their own use, and, and I agree they shouldn't be able to do that. I would say, however, though, be careful the way you phrase that. The rainbow came from God, the implication being that they did not. They did, too. We all came from God. It's just that some of us have psychological delusions and uh, and need assistance rather than enabling. And that's what, uh, particularly as Dr. G was talking about with the trans community, um, it, they, they, of course, they're all, we're all children of God. What we choose to do, though, sometimes is impacted by our state of mind, and that's something that... Um, Uh, that we have to recognize. Okay, that's it. That's all the time we've got. Thanks again for being a part of the show. If you have a ticket for tonight's event, I look forward to talking to you uh, at the Holiday in Rockside for the War for America Soul Tour. And otherwise, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning with a recap right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Stay where you are. Mike Gallagher is coming up next right here. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.